Hello and welcome to Raising Our Voices. Today we'll be talking about um, ABI, which is Acquired Brain Injury, and Change. And today I've got with me Jeff Shaw from Give a Care. From Give a Care and from BIM, Brain Injury Matters. And we've also got Peter Ferguson, who's a president of Brain Injury Matters. Hi. Hi. Hmm. And we'll be talking about change, which is kind of really relevant to um, acquired brain injury in that everything changes because the brain's been injured. So everything changes. Change generally happens day to day in all lives, but particularly to people with a brain injury, it happens because they have to change like their entire essence. If you guys disagree with me, please forward no, your opinion. I, I agree. Hmm. Cool. Many people experience change in their lives, but with a brain injury, uh, in particular, changes it can happen to their personality or their um, physical being, different parts of their body generally, and it can or it can be specific to the brain, which means intellectually. Although I personally, I haven't experienced. Or I've um, had met anybody with any experience of that. Cognitively, they experience a lot of people experience cognition problem, but not intellectual. Well, what do what does con- con- cognition problems mean? Cognition, to my mind, it means translating. The messages one gets to one's brain in a different fashion. But I don't know whether that's a correct definition, but that's my mind. Okay, fair enough. Um, Now, acquired brain injury generally is um, a trauma to the brain. After birth, so people with an acquired brain injury have two histories, two chapters in life, perhaps. <laughs> it's one way to think about it anyway. Um, so the, the um, chapter that they're in after the brain injury is chapter two of a multi-volume book, I suppose, <laughs> um, on dealing with change. And chapter two is generally a gradual ascension. <laughs> <laughs> it's not all doom and gloom. No, it isn't. And I think that's important to um, let people know too, that it's just a change, nothing too drastic or traumatic. Hmm. Mm. Um, I'd like to um, begin by asking my guests to explain what brain injury has meant to them. Peter? Oh, well, for me, it's been a challenge. Brain injury is should be called challenge in brackets. For I first acquired my brain injury 30-odd years ago, so um, I have reached some kind of a platter now 
Ba-na-tadli of God. Ba, everything is a challenge. And what's okay for a so normal person is perhaps difficult for me to achieve. And the and consequently I'm really pleased when I overcome the obstacle. Thank you, Peter. That was really good. Jeff, do you have an opinion? Well, um, I had a stroke about ten years ago. I really like it. Um, I get plenty of peace of quiet because no one will talk to me. <laughs> but apart from a few balance issues and a customized space, everything's been pretty good. I just think exactly the same I always did. Mm. Now, um, change also occurs in the mind with brain injury. And it affects sometimes, but not always, the um, psyche, the personality, sometimes the memory. What do you guys think? Hmm. Well, in my case, I'm not sure about it affecting my personality. I think I'm still as silly as ever, but... <laughs> I asked my brother why had I changed somewhere and he said, yes, you are must answer. <laughs> <laughs> I got the time thing. It's, <laughs> it's only because I can't quickly be a smart-ass and <laughs> come up with something off the cuff. <laughs> Gee, that's really interesting. I copped the um, exact opposite of that, actually. <laughs> because, funnily, with me, well, it hasn't so far. I don't know what it will, though. Um, I don't have a problem with coming up with the smart-ass responses that yeah. I used to come up with. <laughs> <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, once a smart-ass, always a smart-ass. Always. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help myself. Mm. It's it's so obvious sometimes. And I look around and think, oh, God, the band is doing not you. So what's your problem, for example? Mm. (laughs) Not you personally. Ignorance. (laughs) I caught a board. Ignorance. Just the lack of understanding. Mm-hmm. That's a thing. Once people find out you have a brain injury, um, they quickly think that you, as a person with a brain injury, can't think. That there are physical changes that people can see um, that shapes their opinion about how competent they think you are. But there are the mental changes. Mental. I don't know if that describes it well. But anyway, there are the mental changes that people can't see. Um, but you're dealing with an actual person here and 
that requires respect, that requires understanding. Hmm. Yeah, you're having for a bit much. Hmm. For some people, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff, your opinion? I've got a theory where I think that people after a brain injury just lose abilities, like partial abilities, so like speaking, say this, at this sandbox, maybe you're missing five of them, but you can still talk fine, and you can still think fine. No balance. Maybe you're missing a bit of balance, but that sorry, that's a <laughs> <laughs> We all are thinking perfectly the time as we always was. We're just having trouble with a few aspects of the way we now move. Mm. I think. Yeah. People think that once you, with an ABI, have an ABI, um, you can't think, basically. The physical changes people can see, but to the mental ones that they can't see, that really kind of stumps them. Um, how have you found this, Peter? Let me think. <laughs> it's a... Uh, a huge issue I have I take it for granted now that people treat me just by the physical changes they see I have done a few positive things and other people are really shocked and amazed by this. They they automatically think that I don't like using the word I'm a retard. Hmm. And it's very demoralizing. But on the other and the only way is up. Hmm. Jeff? Well, I have a theory. I had a lot of work done on my house at Christmas time. A big renovation. Out of every tradesman who came... Not minded a good job. I think they think that we might not it anymore. Well, we don't say anything, so why would we? But because of our space, we can't talk. And because of our brain injury, what we can think about. It takes a lot longer to get work through it. 
So when you finally work out it's a bit of a crappy job, the tradesmen have long gone home and there's no one to tell, so... Yeah, I identified with that. I recently had my front fence rebuilt and they, they got this such a lousy job because he thought he was dealing with a half-wit and I admit I was a half-wit in rolling over and taking all the rubbish he dished out. That's what uh, I right. Hmm. I was going to take him to VCAT, but I couldn't be bugger, so I've got the most expensive front fence <laughs> in the world. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit of bad like that. I'll put a carpenter for 25 years before my strike mm. so I know exactly what a good yeah. job looks like. Mm. And it also kind of forced me to go back and remember exactly how to do it. Mm. So I can show them that it's every job. <laughs> That's very interesting. It comes something different comes to mind. Well, not different, but do you think we tolerate a lot more too now? Yes, from the able-bodied side. Yes, mm. I agree. Do you think that would be like I am um, tolerating discrimination as well? Yes. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. You're listening to Raising Our Voices on 3CR. Now we'll talk about the possible positive changes that have happened with ABI. Um, Jeff? Well, I reckon you get lots of peace of quiet. <laughs> 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 Probably because you don't have much, many people around you at <laughs> any particular <laughs> time. And what I say isn't particularly exciting. No, it isn't. (laughs) Peter? The positive experience is a huge growth in my tolerance. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good way of describing things. (laughs) Tolerance for it is the... (laughs) <laughs> I experience it on a daily basis, so I become inured to it. <laughs> That's violently positive. Yeah. I got one more. Mm-hmm. I still drive a motor car, so traffic every morning, I don't have to be in it. I mm. suppose so. Mm. Um, you drive. Mm. Sorry, was this difficult? No, I make it easy. But the only thing was being um, a failure. What the concentrating? Mm. 
cultivate and not moving concentration. Hmm. A bit difficult. Hmm, I suppose so. But the whole driving experience just absolutely kind of kills me. Well, you might can wonder. Hmm. Oh, look at that thing over there. One, but I'm dying. Got to keep my memory on. Mm. Like, there are other people on the road. Focus. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? About five years ago now, I started the service provider under the NDIS to help people like me, people who have disabilities, the the whole way of service providers used to think they owned you. With Gibby Cowboy, you want to work with you and help you. And it's completely different how it used to be. Mm. You can Google Gibby Care and tell my story. Thanks, Jeff. And we'll make sure to Google that now. Um, <laughs> now, another thing. Well, once you have an ABI, you obviously change. But how do you, and you try and cope with life and society the way it is, but how do you think that society tries to cope with you in in this world? Peter? <laughs> well, I think they do a really lousy job <laughs> of coping. They, I'm, of course, generalising, but... A lot of people think it's us versus them and they forget that I'm a human being just like them. And for example, years ago now, I met a doctor at my family clinic and he said, do I have to speak loudly and slowly? <laughs> I said, no, you <laughs> don't. <laughs> <laughs> and he was a doctor. Mm. I've copped that too, but mm. not from a doctor. I've copped it from somebody. I've had a family doctor look at me. I go, do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. But they're speaking in the same language, mm. right? My mm. do I there and pack. Now, do you think that that needs to change in the world and how would you go about doing that or set about trying to achieve it? Hmm. I don't know really awareness raising is the mantra of BIM and my dream is to make a short five minute in your face ad like the TACS and show it at mainstream cinemas 
and raise people awareness in that way. Hmm. Jeff? I was going to say something and I forget now. Is that I have such an impact okay. on you? <laughs> My biggest problem is people think because I've got the brain injury, it, I have anxiety. But in my case, most of my disability is in the brain which controls my muscles. So I walk funny or talk funny, but my thinking is fine. Hmm. The problem be bit of a fight, yeah. Mm. Um, well, thank you. I think, I think it's time that we kind of wrap things up. Um, in so doing, we spoke to Jeff Shaw, who has a company called... Give a Care. Give a Care. Well, we were talking about it years ago. When I found out about all the funding that disabled people get, I said so much for giving it. But no one seemed to, so I started giving care. <laughs> we should be giving shit. I don't think that. I'd also like to thank Peter from BIM. Thank you very much. I hope people have learnt a bit more about a quiet brain injury. For BIM, you can either ring on 9369722. Or email office at braininjurymatters dot org. I have no, no. idea. <laughs> or the Facebook page. Yeah, which I never use. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to Raising Our Voices. Um, tune in next month to Raising Our Voices on the second Wednesday of the month. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.